Reading on grade level is the greatest educational advantage a child can have growing up. Here in Savannah, particularly in our inner city neighborhoods, that literacy rate is disturbingly low. Enter Savannah native Dream Smith, founder of Book Nations of Dreams, which launched in 2021 as a series of free libraries with the immediate goal of getting books into homes where kids could access them at any time. Now, Smith is growing that program, establishing partnerships across town, and she's today's guest on the Difference Makers podcast. digital team at savannahnow.com. This is Difference Makers, a podcast featuring interviews with Savannah's community leaders about what they do, how they do it, and why. I'm Adam Van Brimmer, opinion editor and host of the Difference Makers and his sister podcast, The Commute. We recently relaunched Difference Makers after a several-month-long sabbatical from this podcast as we dealt with some management changes. We took the opportunity of that break to rethink the approach. Over the last couple of years, we've talked to dozens of Savannah's household name community leaders, mayors, business pioneers, education and health system heads, cultural icons. And as we look to revive the podcast, we decided we needed a fresh approach. Every month, we'll focus on a specific theme and deliver two episodes, one with a high-profile difference maker and another with someone making a difference behind the scenes, such as today's guest, Dream Smith. This month, the topic is literacy. With that, here's the conversation with our latest difference maker, Dream Smith. Journalist Jessica Lee Lebos conducted the Hello, Savannah Morning News listeners. My name is Jessica Lee Lebos, and this is the Savannah Difference Makers podcast. And I am so excited to be sitting here with Dream Smith, who has founded an organization called Book Nation of Dreamers, and she is collecting books and distributing books in her West Savannah neighborhood where she grew up and taking literacy on exactly where things start, where with the children in her community. So here she is because you're gonna find out how awesome she is and what she's doing. Hi everyone, thank you so much guys for having me. It's such a pleasure for having me. Um, As Jessica was saying, um, I am the founder of Book Nation of Dreamers. We are a local 501c3 nonprofit um, based right out of Savannah, Georgia. I am a local, a native here. Um, And again, like she said, the community that I service is my community. West Savannah is a community that is so dear to me. I was born um, and raised for the most part in Savannah, and that's the area that I grew up in, and including my mom and my grandparents. Um, that's a community that has always been an African-American community. Um, it has always been one of the first communities, too, where it was a, a lot of black ownership in that community. And if you go to that community, you can see how a lot of those homes and the structure of those homes, you can tell how they're built, mm-hmm. because it's one of the communities that are it's still the same. And so and when we say West Savannah, like, you know, this is on the other side of the Talmadge Bridge where a lot of people, I mean, can live in Savannah their whole lives and not even go past that way and stop in there. But this is the the, the neighborhood is, is the Fellwood neighborhood. Has it always been called that? Absolutely. It was Fellwood Homes. And when I say West Savannah, I mean Augusta Avenue um, all the way down to you got Hudson Hill, you have Woodsville, pretty much down to Bay Street right before you cross the tracks to get to Garden City. And so these 
all historic African-American neighborhoods for generations and generations. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, You still have, when I was growing up, pretty much it was the neighborhood was just a great neighborhood. Every single person knew everybody, which means that you couldn't do anything. You could get disciplined. (laughs) Somebody was looking at you. You could definitely be disciplined. You could definitely be disciplined, and it was true. We, We really did have a village, so we knew like it was certain things that we could and couldn't do, and also the respect was there, too, because those were the things that you know, our parents made sure they instilled it. Right. And you were surrounded by grandparents and yes, aunties. Yes, nothing but and elders yeah, yeah, was elders. on that street too. And my grandmother was like the thrill lady. Anybody from the, from the community knows yeah, the thrill Tell people lady what is. thrills are. I don't know if people know about Well, thrills. thrills are like the little cups. They're like the popsicles, but they come in like the Dixie cups mm-hmm. with a little pop popsicle pop. And you know, they come in different flavors. My grandmother <laughs> had pineapple, strawberry, mixed thrills. Yes, one of the best thrill ladies out of West the Savannah. thrill ladies, so, that's a Savannah thing. Yes, and she would bake too. She was a baker, so she would bake cakes and all those things and sew and do all those things. So she was really that all-American woman that I would say that So in the neighborhood, like the kids, you know, all the kids would know and they were sort of all looked after and everybody had an idea of who was there and people needed help. Is that different now in the neighborhood? Is that, are kids growing up differently? Absolutely. I feel like that's the the number one thing that we've lost is the village, Mm -hmm. is the entire village. One, the disconnection is the family unit is no longer the family unit. Mm -hmm. You know, back then, most families lived in the same city, in the same area, Mm -hmm. whereas now people live abroad and so therefore a lot of times you don't have that close family knit like you do which often that is what sustained and built the community the closer the families were but now it's such a disconnection Mm -hmm. you know and so um, I feel like that 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 does play a huge part on why our children and everything is the way it is well so getting back to literacy I mean do you feel like that contributes to there's the the literacy rates for children you know the statistics that you you know are 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 significantly lower in 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 the west savannah neighborhood correct and you'll find this around pretty much a lot most inner city and poor communities Mm -hmm. honestly you're going to find that um unfortunately it's always going to be a low literacy rate Mm -hmm. um which oftentimes which is going to equal a high crime rate Mm -hmm. you know and so so it's like a domino effect which is why we do what we do um i know for me when i was growing up um my grandmother made us read Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a chore either you know and i feel like too um the way the way that we present reading and things to our children and oftentimes parents do it. You make it like a chore, a punishment or something for children, which is why they hate it. Um, and oftentimes they're, they're forced to read material that they have no interest in or something that they can't relate to either. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the way that you introduce it. Also, in addition, um, reading has to be introduced when they are babies and it has to be encouraged in the home. You cannot wait till they of school age mm-hmm. and then expect sure. all of a sudden when they go to school, hey, especially when they go to school, that's all they're making them do. Right. It's just read, read, read and so have from the, the so, so books in the home from the beginning. Oh, absolutely. How it's, are you 
addressing this issue? Well, how we address this <laughs> issue for certain, um, we have the pull-up book drives is what we call it. We call it a pull-up book drive. We come right there to the community, to the park in Fellwood, and we just set up shop. We set up our booth. We set up our um, books, our bags of books that have our logo um, on it. Normally, we um, have each bag have at least about five different books. Um, just pretty much different books from fiction to nonfiction. Some maybe tool books, puzzles, crossroad, um, crossword puzzles, anything to kind of stimulate the mind. Um, in addition, we always have our snacks, something, because you know you gotta bring the people in. Right, at right. At the same time and make it a little fun. And now we've added um, a reading in the park to it. So now what we do is, in addition to just distributing the bags and getting the resources and information, we've actually added to where they can come, sit in the park, and have guest readers read to them. And of course, they're always open to read to us. Pardon the interruption here. It's Adam Van Brimmer again. I interrupt this Difference Maker interview with Book Nation of Dreamers, Dream Smith, to tell you about the Difference Makers presenting sponsor and a real difference maker in our community, the Savannah Economic Development Authority. Savannah's economy is booming, and greasing the wheels of that economic engine are the folks at CETA. CETA is committed to creating, growing, and attracting jobs and investment in the Savannah region. Learn more about the Savannah Economic Development Authority and what they do in the Savannah community by visiting CETA.org. Now, back to the discussion with Dream Smith. So this is Sunday, March 27th, that you're having this that you're, this first book drive in Fellwood Park. Absolutely. Um, March, what are the hours? It's going to be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. 11 to 2 yes. in Fellwood Park, March 27th on Absolutely. a Sunday. Yep. Okay. Yep. Please come out. Please yeah. come out. This is going to be a great time. Like I said, it's going to be our first book drive for the year. Um, in addition, we're going to have so many other resources too. In addition, um, I have a few different other organizations coming out just to give out some information. Um, we also have um, some guest readers that's coming. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. One of them is Miss Sandy Lone. She's an artist, amazing artist. Um, she has a gallery right Right there in City Market, and so she's going to be out. She's also an author, in addition. Um, so yeah, we gonna we gonna have a good time. So reading stories and hanging Absolutely. out, and reading and, and getting the resources community. that you need, and also, of course, we're gonna um, also have a way where the community, because I'm excited that we also have our um, summer programs coming up. So you have a partnership uh, with the Moses Jackson Center, the community center that's right there. In, you know, next to so there had there not been a reading program there before yes I'm sure it's been like several different programs to the community however I know oftentimes what I've been told to the pandemic was one of the things too that was um put a dent in a lot of things because mm -hmm. it closed down the center for a while. Um, in addition to, you know, it's been a lot of people who've come through the community who have had programs, but I think just it's kind of hard just being consistency, especially mm -hmm. if you don't have the proper funding mm -hmm. and resources. Right. And so, like even with me, you know, most of the things, the funding that we get comes from us fundraising. Right. You know, it's kind of hard when you're starting off as a small nonprofit sure. and you're not already established like some of those bigger names. So let's, yeah, so what is your, you know, in terms of funding, I mean, you don't work out of an office. It's just, is it just you? Do you have a team? Are they all volunteers? And how are you, you know, like how can, how can the larger Savannah community support 
Book Nation of Dreamers? Oh, absolutely. We have a team. I do have a board, Mm -hmm. an amazing team. My board is always out there, um, very resourceful, Mm -hmm. um, networking in addition. Um, I do a lot of networking Mm -hmm. in addition, you know, again, because it's no such thing as I. One of the things I tell people, um, you definitely, definitely need a team. Mm -hmm. Um, The more resources you have, the better and more impactful that you can be. Um, How oftentimes, how people can help us, we're always, always taking up book donations. Mm-hmm. Um, we have several of our Linden, li- our free libraries that's located around the city. If you go on our website, you can always check those out. You can always donate there. Um, also, you can donate at the Gracie's Jiu-Jitsu gym um, and drop off books, or you can give me a call. You know, um, <laughs> We have a P.O. box. You can always send it to our P.O. box. Great. It's located on our website in so addition. Book, booknationofdreamers.com or .org? Yep, booknationofdreamers.com. Okay. Um, and on there, it also has, um, like I said, our email address. Oftentimes, people will email me mm-hmm. and say, hey, I have some books. You have a great, your your Insta game is quite on fire as well. Your Instagram. Oh, yeah, you. very thank good. You, so, you, social you, media you. is a great way. That's, I think, how we first got in touch anyway. So, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, we have multiple ways that if you have books, anything. Mm-hmm. Also, in addition, um, we're always looking for monetary funding and volunteer. Mm-hmm. Years, you know, mm-hmm. monetary funding is always great because that allows us to do the programs mm-hmm. and be able to give them the right resources sure. that we need. Um, definitely, definitely. And like I said, volunteers is always most important. Um, the most valuable thing that you can give to anyone is your time. Mm-hmm. Is yes. your time, especially when you give your time to a child and a stranger, because in that moment, in that time, just that one thing that they can get from you. Guess what? That's something that they, they can carry. You know, that's long term. Mm-hmm. That's something they'll carry with them forever. You know, and that has happened to me. That has happened to me. That is why I have been able to, you know, ex- um you know, just do great, mm-hmm. you know, and elevate, you know, do a little well, bit if better. We were talking about that before, and we we're talking a little bit about just how important literacy is to mm-hmm. a particular community, I mean, to everybody, and how, you know, this is the way to help. This is the way we're talking about these connections so that, you know, the, the children that are becoming more literate because they have books in the home because the, the, and there's little free libraries all around town. Correct. Um, and some of the, you know, you, you're particular in the West Savannah neighborhood. So there's, you know, and building more and more of these, you know, being able to come back and forth and get different books. Absolutely. Those kids are going to be in middle school in a, in a heartbeat, you Absolutely. know, and then they'll be, you know, we were talking about deep and, you know, that is such a great program in that it's, you know, it's educating kids and around reading and writing and self-expression and validation. And we're just talking about possibilities. I mean, you know, the, a lot of the kids that you're serving, you know, don't grow up in situations that, I think a lot of people can identify, you know, identify with. They don't realize like how, you know, having no books in the home and having, you know, sometimes not even enough to eat. And these are our neighbors. These are people who live Correct. right there, you know. Correct. And I think that people, you know, I think people want to help, but they don't also don't really understand. Correct. You know, so making those connections and, you know, I, I know that you have a vision that reaches far further into the future. Can you talk more about that? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, here's the thing when I that I tell people. When I hear people talk about the future, I tell people honestly, um, if we really, really want a future, 
that means it's very imperative to help these children, mm-hmm. yes. especially if it's been four and five of the same generations because we see the economy and how the future has turned out with us doing the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. And it's not getting any better. And the thing is, most of us are getting older. And so if we're not teaching these children, who's going to be able to run this world, run mm-hmm. this country? Yeah. You know, and so that's the thing. And um, in addition, um, I just want to be able to break that bridge and that barrier too. Like you mentioned before in the beginning, um, you have a lot of people that's from this city, born and raised in this city. And the only time that you come through that community is passing through Bay Street if you're on your way to the airport, Mm -hmm. you know, or going into another area, you know, and oftentimes the people that's from that community, especially your older ones, they oftentimes don't leave that community and don't feel, you know, um, compelled to go outside of their community either. Now for the elders, I get it, you know, a lot of them, you know, back then Savannah was a different thing, it was a different time. And so for a lot of our elders, they still have that same, you know, feeling towards that, you know, where they felt unwelcome. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of those things trickle down to the children mm-hmm. too, right. you know, oftentimes. Right. You know, it goes vice versa. You know, a lot of the negative, whether it's coming from any generation, any group of people, if that's what your family of generations have endured, that stuff can't help but trickle down to mm-hmm. you. Sure. So, And so, you know, it's just such a division. It's such a division. And you do often hear the youth say how they, they don't feel comfortable stepping outside of their community. Right. And that's because you, you've, again, things that you trickle down and you've heard or things that you may have even experienced, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only way that we do that is we have to be able to come inside that community and mm-hmm. vice versa, um, be able to okay. give the kids that opportunity to be the exposure and the experience. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said with Deep, um, definitely, definitely, I think they have a lot of great things going on and, and that's the overall goal. The overall goal for Book Nation too is to be able to make those connections with other Um, organizations because Mm -hmm. we're all doing a lot of great work here you know and we're all tackling pretty much the same thing but at different angles right and the more resourceful that we all can be and um network and come together the more impactful that will be throughout the communities that need us you know so in other words you're kind of looking to recreate that network that when you that you know that just sort of happened organically when you were a kid you know that everybody knew each other and everybody helped in their small way Grandma was the thrill lady and some other lady was, you know, absolutely. And everybody kind of watched this pack of children and raised them, you know, contribute at least had had their eyes on them. Yeah, you have to. You You have to be a village, man. You have to be a village. And like I said, we're just so disconnected from that. Mm -hmm. And and, and that village um, started since the beginning of time. Like that wasn't just a made up thing. The village started from beginning time, and it was the reason can't exist without it. Yeah, like we can't we yeah. can't manage without each other. Exactly, you know? and so it's like we have gotten so disconnected and far from that, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 don't get me wrong, I feel like it's so many great people where we all are working toward to push toward that um, and, and things are being done but it's so much more that so many people can do um, the best thing I feel like the community as an individual you can do um, is, is start with you you know start with you I tell people whenever you're around children it is our duty as an adult you automatically are a teacher mm. even if you don't want to be Wait, I want I want you to say that again because that's a really important point 
Oh, yeah. Seriously. So say it again. So when you are around children. When you are around children, and I tell people often, seriously, if you are an adult and when you are around children, you are automatically an educator. Yeah. You not. I mean, that that that's it. Whether you like it or, or not. not. Like, so you better. Hands down. You, you're the educator. Like, yeah. You know? So it is our job <laughs> yeah. as an adult. Wow. As it's an adult very, to teach and, and come correct. It's very deep. And dream. so, but it's true, it's facts because that is why we have our kids. You see kids who's so angry, who's passive aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, who, who language is a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you best believe it is because of their surroundings. Mm-hmm. Sure. It's your I mean, surroundings, be- you know. Kids learn from us. Mm-hmm. And so, again, when it comes down to reading, children who are readers and are great and excel in reading, mm-hmm. that's because they see their parents reading at home. Mm-hmm. That's the first sign. Definitely having books in the home. And people don't know often just how like tremendous that helps um, with your children, with your children's vocabulary, um, with your children's social skills, um, and just with your children overall learning. Um, it's been proven that just by having 20 or more books in the home during early childhood development, your child is more prone to do at least two years of college or self-teach themselves a skill. Mm-hmm. And like I tell people, most of your favorite people, most successful people are extremely successful and they are self-taught. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of them do do did get the education behind them, but most of them, whether they went to college, um, either you know they didn't finish or either they didn't even get that far. But because they had the foundation and was able to read, and 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 people say, yeah, well, you have the internet, you have YouTube, you have all those things. Yeah, you absolutely do. But if you don't understand it. Because you can have pictures all day, you can have the computer read for you all day, but if you can't comprehend, (laughs) yeah, and if you can't comprehend and understand what you're reading, then 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 that's gonna you're gonna be in a a messed up situation. Mm -hmm. You know, you're gonna be taken advantage of often. You know, and I tell and I tell my my talented people, whether you're a musician, whether you're an athlete, um, oftentimes your favorite. I tell my children, oftentimes your favorite athlete, your favorite musician, entertainer, um, they've sold millions of records, they've broken records, and and financially they don't have the money. Mm-hmm. And they've made millions, and they've ran through it. And most of them, the reason why is because well, they. they had, Agents and managers, and they yeah. sign things that they didn't, you know. Can't either you can read it, but you couldn't comprehend it, mm-hmm. or either you can't read it mm-hmm. and you trust people to do it for you. And and honestly, you know, we live in a world of great people, but we also live in a world of not so great people. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Hey, it's Adam. One more time. Again, you are listening to a conversation with Book Nation of Dreamers, Dream Smith on the Difference Makers podcast. While she and Jessica Lebos take a short break, I have a call to action for you. Subscribe to savannahnow.com. Our website is the best place to keep up with community news, sports, and yes, opinion makers. And right now you can get six months access for $6. I'm not a mathematician, but that works out to $1 a month. I didn't even have to use my smartphone calculator on that one. Eh, it's a pretty good deal. Anyway, go to savannahnow.com or download our app and see our product for yourself. Then hit the subscribe button to get full access. Now, back to the Difference Makers interview. So Sunday, March 27th, Fellwood Park, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Correct. 
you are you're inviting everybody out there the whole community the yes. whole community of savannah definitely please come out please come out definitely if you have some books this will be the perfect time mm-hmm. if you want to if you have some books that you want to give away mm-hmm. this will be the perfect perfect time to come out um, you can distribute some books in addition you can also be a part of community just to see exactly what we do mm-hmm. um, if you want to be a guest reader because like i said That's we cool. always offer guest readers we're going to have a couple out there so if you just want to be able to read to your children and to the children in the community to just encourage them you know because they need that mm-hmm. like I said kids are very impressionable and if they see us doing it and we're excited about doing it mm-hmm. they're going to want to do it too you know and the great thing about it like I said um, I love to see the youth oftentimes I see a lot of the teenage kids out there and um, because they are the ones who the younger generation is looking up to right. and so when we can pull them pull those guys in that is what makes the event even more successful because then I'm I'm getting all generations of them coming out there in addition I'm bringing their parents to come out Mm -hmm. because right now oftentimes um, the adults do learn from the parent learn from the children sure you know and and when the adults see that the children are excited and and want to participate and are engaged that often makes them want to be engaged right you know so definitely definitely come out um, if you're able I definitely want to tell everybody who's out in the community in the West Savannah community Woodsville um um, Hudson Hill, um, Augusta Avenue, definitely come out right there in Fairwood Park. Uh, most of you have already been there before. We've had several book drives before. This one is going to be kind of the same thing, but we have so many other resources. We have Over the Moon um, organization who's going to be out there giving out some resources. What does the Over the Moon do? Oh, Over the Moon is so great. Oh my God, they are so helpful. Um, what they do is they give out um, diapers. They are like a diaper. Diaper banks. Awesome. So they give out diapers. And yes, if you're listening to me, definitely, that's a um, definitely an awesome nonprofit here. So they definitely give out diapers, um, feminine products, things like that. So, so supportive. I mean, that you know, again, all of these things sort of add up. Like, it's, you know, it's hard to read to your child if you're worried about having enough diapers and Absolutely. you know and you're like as a, as a woman taking care, you know, like all of these things. Let alone buy other. a book for your kid, which yeah. is why. I mean, we, we make sure they have books in the home. Mm-hmm. And like I said, a lot of people, you know, it, as easy as it's said and done, um, it's not that easy, mm-hmm. you know? And the thing about us with the, li- the our free libraries, I know like a lot of people now, it was, it was big for us to have a library card and go to the library. A lot of people don't have library cards and go to the library. And that's the worry because the fees and all that stuff right. too. Is, it, is there a library in on that side of town? I don't think. It, it The closest library on that side is in Garden City. Okay. Um, so it is one. However, again, if it seems like it's a little too far out the way, mm-hmm. um, so then they're, like, they're yeah. not going to go. You know, yeah. So we want to make sure it's something that the kids can ride their bikes to mm-hmm. or walk to. They don't have to even have their parents take them. Yeah, and it is, I mean, those... I, I get excited about little free libraries. I, I always look at I, a little free library and I, you know, I've definitely put stuff in there just all over town. I keep a, a box of books in the back of my car. And they have some great things in mm-hmm. it too, guys. Some you of our treasures. libraries, I was going to say, some of the Linda, our free libraries have some nice little pop-up treasures in addition to books. Mm-hmm. We oftentimes put more than just books in there. You never know. You may come across a gift card or something, Ooh, wow. you know, cool. so you definitely want to check out our libraries. And our libraries are located um, throughout West Savannah 
Atlanta. We have one in Fairwood Park, one in um, the Woodsville community. We also have one on Augusta Avenue. Um, we also have one off of Waters, in addition. Um, and we also have one on the east side. I believe that's off of Forrester Street. Um, so we just got kind of, we also have one off of Siler Street. So we have a few of them just throughout the city. And and I, I, I'm just so glad that not only us, because you see them everywhere because other people that's putting them out you know and our overall goal for book nation is um because last year we were so grateful we have had a partnership with the fire department and they were so gracious and built us a few of them and that's how we were able to um distribute um the first ones that we did build and so this time we have um some other um retired woodsmen that's going to be working on some this year so we can put them well, out Kristen, and continue just you know oh absolutely our and- overall goal is to put one in every other block so that way children and families can always um, have access to books great yeah so we definitely put some out there for sure and with our libraries it gives us a, a chance for a lot of our local artists to display their work you know very nice so because that's because the the because um, I think Rob Hessler covered that in his column that there were a lot of local artists absolutely. have taken charge of each one, you know, each of the boxes. Absolutely, and absolutely. Made so them when beautiful. We, absolutely. So that's what we do with that. We just add a little oomph to it. Yeah. You know, plus again, it takes community. Mm-hmm. And so we try to get the community involved. Um, and you, you, and what better way to art and music, yeah. you know? And if you have the people right there in the community who was just as brilliant, why not include them? You know, so yeah, it's something we've been able to to do too. Well, I'm really impressed with the work that you're doing, and I really feel like that you're committed to really you know to this that. to this vision. And and it's just interesting because I just um, I'm excited to hear about how now that the Moses Jackson Jackson Center is open, that you now that you have like a centralizing as it gets hotter, of course, in the summer, like Absolutely. kids aren't going to be outside; it's just too hot. Correct. So having a place for everybody to go and know that there are going to be books there and that they can, you know, they can read and absolutely yeah. books, lots of great programs. Mm-hmm. Um, our programs are, like I said, is going to be um, pretty much geared toward not just reading, but overall teaching our children just the different skills that they need. Um, Like I tell people, the way that you really, if you want to uplift people out of poverty, you have to be able to um, teach people so they can teach themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, gifts are great. It's always good to help someone if you can, but at some point in time, you got to be able to teach someone Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and give it to them for free. You know, we live in a world right now where knowledge is wealth. Mm-hmm. And it truly is. Yeah. And it is expensive to get some knowledge. However, everybody don't have the resources mm-hmm. and, and financial means to go off to to get certain, you know, yeah. certain things, which is why, again, books are always great, too, because if you can read, you can you can research, you can find a way to get what you need, you know. But um, just being able just to create these um, workshops and programs. I am so, so, so excited. Um, like I said, um, our go to is to build. Build those networks, build mm-hmm. those relationships with other organizations, other people in the community, educators who are really working with the children, yeah. who are really making a difference. Because the key to it is you have to find the right people. And there's so many great teachers. I think every teacher who's out there on the line trying their best to educate our kids yeah. um, and, and, and so many professionals out there who try their best in addition. However, I think the number one thing is you can be great in your profession 
because that's what you went to school for, but you have to be great at relaying your profession to the children. And that's a huge disconnect too. You know, if children are not excited about learning and don't feel like you really care for them yeah. to learn, and if you're not making it fun and, you know, enthused and excited about exactly. it, they're not gonna be excited about it too. Right. And that's another thing that I remember in school. I love going to school. I love going to school, especially elementary and middle school. It was like the best years I know, of my life. It was like life. fun projects. That was and the like, best you know, year. You had group st- projects, story time. Story time. Story time. That was the best time, reading time. Uh, yeah. And so for kids not to even like, so it's just a whole different time. So changing, like changing the the, a, the tune a, of it and, help, you know, w- wanting to make it, you know, something special and something that like everybody can be a part of, you know, correct. and it's accessible to everybody. And you yeah. know what? Honestly, that is the reason. Honestly, that's why you're supposed to have reading time. And right. that's why you started when they're young. Right. And that's why they structure it specifically the way they do it. Mm-hmm. Everyone quiet. Everyone sits together in a circle in a group. Mm-hmm. And often if they're a the great reader, they're going to introduce them with some puppets or something mm-hmm. that gears toward the book. And in addition, they're going to ask open-ended questions throughout and get them excited mm-hmm. about reading. And if you create that space for them and you also do that space at home, then they're going to love to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got to let them mix it up, especially as an educator. If they're reading all day, you know, things that you like, oh, just reading, reading. He, he, he might want to do some hands on things mm-hmm. to make the reading more interesting. And that is the reason for our programs. Right. You know, that's the number one reason for our summer programs and workshops is to so really got culinary arts. Yes. You got sewing. Yes. We're going to have culinary yeah. arts. We're going to do um, agriculture. Um, we're going to do music. And with music, I'm so so, so excited about music. Um, with music, oftentimes our children always want to be the artist. They want to be the front stream, the rapper. Um, how, however, and part of that is because they don't have a clue about what goes on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. They don't know about the producer, the studio engineer, the sound engineer, the mm-hmm. lighting engineer, and any of these things. And so just exposing to pot- so many absolutely, possibilities. Absolutely, you know? so that's our goal for our summer program. We're gonna actually have the kids build out a studio. Okay. Um, absolutely, they're gonna build out a studio, have some amazing sound engineers, studio engineers who work with children and who went to school for this. This is their um, profession. Um, in addition, um, I tell people, help is help, especially when it's genuine help. However, it is so imperative for these children, especially the ones who work in the inner city communities, to see the image of themselves. Mm-hmm. So sure. they have to see different people that look like them in all these different professions. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, the disconnection with the black community is when you do have so many great professionals in the community who are from these communities, um, oftentimes they leave the communities. Mm -hmm. So the children don't get to see all these um, professionals that look like them because they move outside of the community. And so what they're left to see is what they're normally left to see on a daily day basis. And oftentimes what they um, equate success or the image of a professional does not look like them. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing I'm including is like so many people and especially for our young men to see so many men that's doing the things that they like that look like them too Mm -hmm. because also they have a way that success looks like you can't have 
um, locks in your hair, natural hair. Mm-hmm. You can't have on jewelry the way I look, you know, but you can look regular and, and still be successful, you know. You can wear your tennis shoes and just be laid back yeah. and be a professional. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a suit and tie to be yeah. a professional. True. And that's the beauty of the difference now, mm-hmm. too. And just letting those kids understand that, again, if you love to cook, you can be a chef. And he can make a ton of money. I have a brother who's a chef now in Nantucket and loves it. And he's making great money doing it. So just, yeah. I mean, that's the first step to introducing all these possibilities. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, I can't wait to see, you know, how much more and and, and see you connect with all of these other, you know, these organizations and really just like serving your people. I can't wait to hear some some of these success stories. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. Everybody, Sunday, Sunday. March 27th. Yes, from Book 11 Nation to Dreamers. Yes, yes, yes. 11 Bellwood to 2 p.m. Yes, yes, All right. yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. And again, please, if you want to donate any type of books, um, any type of monetary donations, um, you can always go on our website, booknationofdreamers.com. Um, if you want to volunteer, um, you can always go on the website to an addition and sign up for our volunteer page. Um, we are always looking for volunteers in addition. Like I said, the most valuable thing you can give to a person, especially a child, is your time. And especially if you have the resources and if you can teach them something that will be sustaining and um, um, long term, you know, and a gateway for them to have endless possibilities. We definitely invite you. We welcome you. Again, it takes a community. It takes a village to raise our children. Um, I encourage the parents every parent if you're in the community um, if you're able to please come out Um, once we have our program our program is going to start June the 5th to July 15th so you want to get your membership if you're interested in this you want to get your membership first at the Moses Jackson Advancement Center Um, and as soon I think they'll post it by May where you can start have open enrollment for the um, summer programs Um, it's going to fill up quick for certain because we can only take um, about 20 children from age group 10 to 17 so you definitely definitely want to come out definitely come out it's going to be a fun time a lot of resources um, um we're definitely going to invite the parents um because because we got to work together we got to work together so again thank you so 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 much yeah all right That's all for this episode of Difference Makers. Thanks to Book Nations of Dreamers, Dream Smith, for being our latest Difference Maker. Thanks also to our presenting sponsor, the Savannah Economic Development Authority. Tap into the Difference Makers archives anytime on your favorite podcast app to hear interviews with more of Savannah's community leaders, such as the Emmaus House's Ariana Brooksteiner, Savannah State University President Kimberly Bauer Washington, saw her in the St. Patrick's Day Parade last week, saw all those Savannah State players with their conference championship basketball hats on. That was pretty cool. And also Savannah Police Chief Roy Mentor, who he was in the parade too. Anyway, Difference Makers is a production of the Savannah Morning News and SavannahNow.com. On behalf of myself and producer Zach Dennis, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you again soon.